Well, good morning, my friends. Grab your Bibles, grab your notepads. This is podcast number 471, closing in on the last day of January. This is for Friday the 28th. We're in our series on the ABCs, and I, I've i taken this from a, a, um, a tract, as I've told you, um, from axtracks.com. Uh, And I just titled it the ABCs because they're all in alphabetical order. It's not that they're all simple and it's not that they're beneath us. We should be looking at all of these and studying all these and hopefully getting an understanding. And again, none of this is um, exhaustive. Hopefully what it does is challenges you to look uh, at scriptures for yourself and continue to dig in and uh, to get to get meaning. Um, Stay in church. uh, stay in a Bible-believing church where you're getting taught from the Scripture. In fact, that's what we're talking about today is false teachers and false doctrines. And, and the way to overcome false teachers and false doctrine is to know real truth from the Scripture and uh, to be in a situation where your pastor is preaching the truth and the people you listen to on podcast are preaching the truth. So let's go to our <clears throat> verses 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. Here it is. It's the word of the cross. So the message of the cross, the power of the gospel, it is something that we need to hold on to. And we need to plant deep within our lives so that we can, uh, uh, we're not affected by the outside influences of false teaching. And beyond false teaching is false um, philosophies of this world, you know, that are that are tearing at the fabric of of a Christian worldview. Look at Romans chapter one, verses sixteen and seventeen. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. How is the righteousness of God of God revealed through the gospel? As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And so we need to understand that we can't make it on on just a, a couple of scriptures here and there. That we need to get into the scripture for ourselves. And if you need help with that beyond this podcast, email me. Just email me, and let's see if if there's anything more that I can help or I can add to your study of the scriptures. Uh, go to your pastor, sit down with him, talk to him. I was blessed when I was a brand new Christian. My pastor actually gave me the keys to his office and allowed me to go into his study and to study. Now, not everybody's going to do that, but it was a small church and there was a lot of trust. <clears throat> and he gave me my own key. And so I would go in there and study and and memorize scripture. I'd put scriptures on three by five cards, carry them with me everywhere. I'd stop at a stoplight, pull it out and work on it. I don't memorize as as well as I used to. I'm older now, you know. I've been doing this for about 40, longer than that, 52 years. I've been a, let's see, it can't be that long, can it? No, it's 40-some years anyway uh, that I've been a Christian. Boy, my mind just kind of went time warp there. That's crazy. I I got saved when I was about 17, 18, and I'm 64, so you do the math. <laughs> so turn to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. Jesus um, is lamenting in verse in chapter 23 about Jerusalem, and um, 
as they're coming out of the, of the temple, uh, the disciples are asking him, look at this beautiful temple. Isn't it gorgeous? And Jesus tells them, hey, there's not going to be a stone left unturned and it's going to be destroyed. And that temple was destroyed uh, by the Romans in AD 70. And then he goes on to, to this in verses three through five. And these are important um, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, so he was looking back at the temple, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the coming of the age? So he doesn't rebuke them for asking questions. Jesus answered them, see that no one leads you astray. That's important. See that no one leads you astray. Um, he wouldn't tell them that if it wasn't possible for them to be led astray. Verse 5. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. So we get these false prophecies, false Christs with their false teaching. And uh, Jesus is warning, hey, when I'm gone, and, and as the, we get closer to, the, to my return, there's going to be many false Christs come. Many false Christs came before Jesus, and many would come after and lead them astray. And yet he's challenging his disciples who he spent three years with, um, don't be deceived. Look at Acts chapter 17. I love this because uh, Paul is on the road and, he's, and he's, he's, he's teaching. And uh, he goes into Berea. And in verse 10, it said, The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea because they were danger in Thessalonica. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. I can imagining, I can imagine them taking notes, um, listening, going back to wherever they lived, and and studying what Paul said and seeing if this guy is telling them the truth or not. He didn't. They didn't just buy it because he's Paul the Apostle. They didn't buy it because um, here's this guy coming in with, with great words. No. They went back and they studied it. Uh, I tell people, be Bereans. Be like this. The things that I share with you, take and make sure those scriptures that I'm, I'm giving you are in context. And, uh, and make sure that you, you uh, study the Word of God. So let's go a little farther. Let's go into 2 Timothy. We have a few scriptures there. 2 Timothy, right after 1 and 2 Thessalonians, is 1 Timothy, and then we have 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. 2 Timothy 2, verse 14 says this, Remind them of these things and charge them before God. He's saying to remind all these people to be good soldiers, he says, of Jesus Christ. Remind those that are followers not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Facebook comes to mind here, just boom, 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 red lights. People get on there and they argue about all kinds of things and they argue about scripture with people. A lot of people, they don't even know. Don't waste your time. Share the scripture. Don't get into quarrels. Verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who need, who does not need to be ashamed, rightly handing the word of truth. And then he goes on, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. What do some people want to do? They want to get you into a fight. They want to get you into a tizzy. They want to try to upset you. They want to try to break you down. They want to try to get you to blow your testimony by getting angry. No, don't even waste your time with it. Share scripture where you can share scripture. Pray for divine opportunities to be able to share with people. Hey, here's a good answer when somebody asks you a question. I don't know, but I'll find that out. 
Don't try to just blow smoke or don't just try to quote a scripture, but make sure that what you're giving is a good answer, an answer um, that, that leads somebody to know more. Now let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16 says, All scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God, woman of God, child of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All scripture. So don't just pick and choose. You know, I, I used to just get so caught up in the begats, you know, like he begat, she, oh, oh I used to go, I got to skip that, or Leviticus. I've realized there's so much good stuff in all of it that I just have to power through some of it because some of it is a little tedious. It's a little tedious. It's a little tough. It's not your Yahoo, let's you know jump up and down scripture, but all of it is important. I would challenge you to get on your Bible app and do a read the Bible through the year through a year app. They have programs on there. You don't have to do anything. But, uh, but just click on it every day and read. You don't have to understand everything you read, but ask God to make it known to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. And little by little, you'll grow. I've been doing this for a long time, and I grow every day. I find things in the scripture. I, have, um, I learn things every, every day as I read. That's my goal. That's my plan. When I lay my head on my pillow at night, I ask God to make sure that what I've done that day I haven't done anything um, against him. I want to make sure I go to bed uh, with a with a clear heart, not because I'll miss the rapture, not because if he if you know if I die I won't go to heaven. No, my secu- my security is not in 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 really my activity. It's in my it's in Jesus and what he's done. But that doesn't give me an excuse to just do whatever I want. Do I have bad days? Absolutely. Do I need to repent? Absolutely. First or excuse me, First John chapter one and verse nine says. If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, right? We go to him, we ask for forgiveness, and he's he's faithful to forgiveness and cleanses from all unrighteousness. So keep a, keep short accounts, ask God to forgive you, and move on. And move on to your study of the word. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul's getting ready to leave this earth. He knows it. So this is the last book he's written. He's writing, uh, writing to young Timothy about um, what he needs to do. And look at 2 Timothy chapter 4. These are great words. Chapter 4, verse 1. When I, was, when I was ordained in the ministry, these words were read over all of us that were being ordained. 2 Timothy 4, verse 1. I charge you in the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, <coughs> excuse me, Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. All of those things are the responsibility of the preacher teacher. There are times to reprove, rebuke, and exhort. There are times that we need to be uh, completely patient with people, teaching people because they're not getting it or they're not wanting to get it. And we need to be patient with them. We just don't write them off because they said, oh, I don't believe that. No, no, we hold to the truth and we try to keep the doors open to be able to minister to people. Why is this so important? Verse three, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Oh, the church hopping that goes on in our nation today, in our world, because people want to get somebody who, who preaches just the way they like it or just what they want the things they want to hear, rather than hearing the whole counsel of God. Pastors 
Uh, this is a difficult time to be a pastor for standing up and standing up for truth and for righteousness. And, and we need to, we need to, to pray for our pastors that they'll continue to be, uh, people of the word and uh, people of courage. Um, verse four. And will turn away from uh, from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Verse five. As for you, always be sober minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. He's talking now personally to Timothy. Listen, be sober minded, endure suffering. You're going to face suffering. Endure it. Do the work of an evangelist. Be evangelistic in your preaching. We want to bring people to a relationship with Christ. We just don't want to inform people. We want to transform them. And we don't do it. We do it by presenting the word, then God does the work. Fulfill your ministry. And then he says, listen to this. Why is this important? For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. They love the fact that Jesus came. The Messiah has come. They love the fact that Jesus will come again. They want us, they want to hold fast and hold true to the gospel, to the scriptures, because they're the only things that bring us life. Now, to back to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul teaching here, verses 12 through 15. And what I am doing. I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, they work on the same terms as we do. He says, listen, there are false teachers out there. There are false apostles out there. And he says, I'm going to continue to undermine them by preaching the truth. I'm going to continue to undermine them by telling you that what they're presenting to you is not on the same level as the gospel. Verse 13, for such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, their end will correspond to their deeds. Let God take care of them, but don't listen to them. You need to be careful, you need to be cautious, and you need to understand that there are going to be people like there were people in that time who are going to be false prophets. They're going to be trying to lead people astray. And he says, no wonder, because they're following Satan, and Satan is uh, has disguised himself to many as an angel of light. So don't look at the outward appearance. Look at the heart. That's where God does it. And take time to read, to to evaluate, to make sure the, pa- the pastor or the preacher who's speaking to you is in the word of God. And you won't know that unless you are first. And you'll be led astray by all these good sounding terms and all this good sounding stuff and all of this um, charismatic charm. All of this charm. Not everybody that's in the pulpit should be in the pulpit. Not everybody that teaching is teaching should be teaching. And we should be listening to just everybody or just anybody. Look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. We have a responsibility here. It says, but in your hearts, honor Christ, the Lord as holy. We honor him. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. It's not enough to say my pastor said so. 
Why do you believe that? Because my pastor says so. Because my church says so. Where is that in scripture? I don't know. We need to be people of the word. I know I'm preaching to the choir because you're listening to a podcast. You don't have to, but you are. But listen, listen. Just listening to a podcast and just listening to a message doesn't make us um, people of the word. We need to be studying the scriptures and we need to be searching the scriptures and we need to be memorizing the scriptures. We need to plant the word deep. Second uh, Peter chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Peter says this, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon them swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. Peter says, it's happened before. It's, hap- it's going to happen again. It will continue to happen. The people will come in and they will lead people away. And when he talks about this sensuality or he's talking about this pull to the pride or, or to the flesh to follow them, don't, don't, don't go with all of that tough stuff. Come, come with me. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to sacrifice. You don't have to deny yourself. No, come and, and follow me and just get all this benefits. Get all these benefits that you can get. And we hear that all the time. We are blessed by God to be a blessing to others. That's why we're blessed. And the Bible says to whom much, in, much is given, much is required. God holds us accountable. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying beware of false teachers. Examine everything according to the, 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 the proof of Scripture. Let Scripture teach you if the other people are talk, that are talking and sharing are actually sharing from Scripture and should be listening to. And be careful the much, uh, even much more as we approach this last days, which we are in. Okay, let me close in prayer. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. You're already close by. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's the challenge. Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. God bless you. Till we talk again.